Hi, I'm Midjur from Ultravox, and you're listening to PF Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Tim Slagle discovers the fountain of youth. I always felt that what caused people to grow old was the fact that they stopped listening to new music. We'll hear more from Tim in just a few minutes. Had a great chat with Tim. Talked a little politics as we usually do for folks familiar with our chats from before. Also talked about how Tim reconnected with his birth family. Tim is adopted and he reconnected with those folks a couple of years ago and that's a very interesting story as well. And then I'm going to review the Retro Futura show in Cleveland, Ohio that is currently touring the country. And we'll have more details on that in a bit as well. But first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me. For years, Earth scientists were convinced that the planet's mantle was composed of a particular structure of minerals known as Fergomenesian silicate pervascite. But now, a new study conducted by Argonne National Laboratory in Illinois suggests that the extreme pressure and temperature that exists about 1,200 miles below the surface causes the mineral to break down into distinct phases. It wasn't too long ago the scientists thought the Earth's crust was made of graham cracker, surrounding a center of caramel and nougat. Russia's mission to NATO released a response to Canada's mission to NATO, which on Wednesday posted a map serving as a, quote, guide for Russian soldiers who keep getting lost and accidentally entering Ukraine. Canada's map consisted simply of Russia over Russia and not Russia over the Ukraine, including Crimea. Russia's mission responded Thursday by posting a map that labels Russia over Russia as well as over Crimea. To counter this, Canada is now working on a meme with Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka saying, tell me again how you think Crimea belongs to Russia? On Wednesday, gunmaker Smith & Wesson reported lousy earnings and its stock fell 14%. Until this year, guns were selling like crazy. Sales had skyrocketed throughout the Obama presidency, and Wall Street analysts had three theories as to why this was. One was the fear that the Great Recession would set off a crime wave. Another related theory held that Americans were arming themselves in anticipation of a Greek-style debt collapse. But analysts said the biggest motivator was the fear of a liberal Democrat president taking away everybody's guns. Smith & Wesson are now testing a new ad campaign called, Hey, it could still happen, you know. Sure, it's been six years, and he's only got two to go, but, you know, still, he's going to take them. Miley Cyrus has this way of sending us on an emotional roller coaster of sorts. One day she's advocating for homeless youth, and the next day she's lying well provocatively on top of a pile of stuffed animals in a sexy custom Fendi fur bathing suit on the cover of V Magazine. Said Cyrus's publicist, hey, at least she's wearing something. Looks like reality TV star and model Kendall Jenner no longer wants to be called by her famous last name. The 18-year-old stunner, who is part of the Kardashian-Jenner clan, is trying to distance herself from the family and instead make a name for herself without the help of her four sisters, Momager, and their motley crew of friends and hangers-on. Simply going by the name of Kendall, no one will ever figure out who her family is. Smart girl. Cleveland Browns wide receiver Josh Gordon has officially been suspended by the National Football League for the entire 2014 season after his appeal was denied by the NFL on Wednesday, according to Mike Garofalo. Gordon's suspension is for the entire calendar year, which means he may also miss part of training camp in 2015 and the majority of the next preseason. Said Gordon, it's not like I killed a guy, because you know, if I had, I'd be on my way to the Hall of Fame. West Virginia quarterback Clint Trickett kissed and told on Tuesday. The Mountaineers open the season against Alabama on Saturday, which is 
before this podcast drops, actually. Trickett was asked about his familiarity with Alabama coach Nick Saban. It stood to reason that Trickett would have a level of knowledge about Saban because his dad coached with Saban at LSU and his brother was a graduate assistant at Alabama in Saban's first season. Trickett said, his daughter was my first kiss back in the day, he said with a loud laugh. Look for Alabama to be blitzing a lot on Saturday. What are the odds Mitt Romney will run for president in 2016? The former Republican nominee cited a memorable scene from Jim Carrey's Dumb and Dumber to explain. You know the one. One of a million, Romney told the radio host Hugh Hewitt on Tuesday. Somebody else has a better chance than I do, Romney said in the radio interview. And that's what we believe, and that's why I'm not going to run. And you know, circumstances can change, but I'm just not going to let my head go there. I remember that great line from Dumb and Dumber as I always set it up. But then again, he added, I have lots of millions, so the odds aren't as big as they sound. And that's been Fake News with me. Hey, folks, remember this? Dear Joey, getting my hair done. Be back at 3.30. Please go to Lawson's and pick up bread, lunch meat, potato salad, and pop. And if you want... Or this? We have fresh ideas at Red Barn, like a salad bar for you. This is the third time my husband went back to the salad bar. Or how about this? Well, Home Shirts has all of your vintage apparel needs, recalling all the great brands and restaurants of yesteryear, particularly from the cities of Cincinnati, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and St. Louis, but also from brands around the country. Just head to homeshirts.com and check out all of our vintage apparel needs, including restaurants, stores, great sports teams. Check it out, and when you order specifically from Home Shirts Cleveland, we make a couple of bucks, and we really appreciate it. Merry-go-round. Unique fashions for guys and gals. Don't know if you've heard, but the Retro Futura show is on the road in North America. They are in Los Angeles tonight as I am recording this uh, August 29th. 2014. It's going to go through California, and then it's going to go through, I think, Arizona, Utah, Texas, and then end up in Orlando. And uh, boy, if you have a chance to catch it, you sure need to. If you're just curious about it for next year, well, I'm going to fill you in. Uh, we w- drove up to Cleveland from Cincinnati to see it, four-hour drive, uh, my lovely bride and I, and it kind of a, uh, it's a nostalgia tour, basically. I don't know if you know how this works. It used to be called the Regeneration Tour. It's basically 80s new wave bands. Uh, some with all of the original members, some not, just depends, you know. Uh, the one time we saw it, uh, it was Naked Eyes, although it was only the one guy because Rob Fisher unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago. Martin Fry of ABC, Belinda Carlisle uh, of the Go-Go's, and then, of course, uh, Human League with um, uh, Phil, the girls, and I believe uh, Philip Adrian writer Joe Callis came back into the group. But anyway, you get the idea. There's uh, a couple of, of the groups uh, are the feature acts, and they play for half an hour, and then someone headlines. In the case of uh, the Regeneration Tour, we saw it was Human League. They played for an hour. Well, this time around, it's been uh, redubbed the Retro Futura Tour, kind of a cooler name there. And uh, it had two headliners, Howard Jones and Tom Bailey, formerly of Thompson Twins. The support acts were Katrina, ex-Katrina and the Waves, uh, Midjour uh, from Ultravox, Visage, uh, he's some, some solo work you're probably familiar with as well, and China Crisis. So um, I was very excited to see China Crisis, but um, we'll start from the top here. Uh, we drove up to Cleveland, uh, we hung out there, 
and uh, went to the show at the uh, Performing Arts Center at Masonic Hall, which is just east of downtown Cleveland. And if you're familiar with Cleveland, it's about, uh, I would say, four blocks west of the historic Agora, and it is about mm, six or seven blocks east of the baseball stadium there, and it's between Euclid and Chester. Gorgeous uh, old facility built in the 20s by, of course, the Masons. And uh, I guess they're trying to bring more concerts to it, so if you're uh, you know in the driving distance of Cleveland, uh, you might want to look for going to a show there. It is really, it is a nice, nice facility, and it's good to see that they're going to they're be building that up. So, all right, so we get there, and uh, the first thing we find out is the show is being delayed an hour. There's been kind of a rough bus trip in from Boston. One of the buses broke down, but nobody is phased because while it is a small crowd, unfortunately, it is a very uh, d- uh, dedicated and loyal crowd. I think it's a lot of people that still go to concerts to this day, like my wife and I and, and the rest of my family. So, um, there, people are not phased by this at all. This, they just, just happens. This is what happens at concerts. So we'll just hang out and chat with everybody. So um, the show gets started at eight o'clock. Katrina comes out right on time. Now Katrina, China Crisis, and Midjour all share a backing band. And uh, so that allows them to, you know, come out in succession. There's no break between them. Katrina comes out, does her songs. She introduces China Crisis. Uh, it's almost like an open mic at a comedy show. It's, we, they piggyback uh, each other. Okay, so Katrina comes out. Um, oddly, does not do, uh, well, she does the big hit, obviously. Oddly, does not do two of her other well-known songs, which would be Going Down to Liverpool, which the uh, Bangles covered in 1984. Uh, did not have a hit with it, unfortunately, but uh, there was a video for it, and people know it. Leonard Nimoy's in it. And then uh, Love Shine a Light, which was a number three hit for them in the UK in the 90s. She did not do that either. So I guess in some places they got Going Down to Liverpool. We did not. But uh, she um, she looked good, uh, sounded great, and uh, she finished off, of course, with the obvious hit, Walking on Sunshine. That got the crowd really moving and uh, jumping up and down and things like that. But then, unfortunately, uh, China Crisis comes out. Not unfortunately, China Crisis comes out, but Walking on Sunshine is the last song, and then China Crisis comes out immediately. Well, if you know China Crisis and their brand of airy, breezy Northern Europe, uh, Northern English pop, it's kind of a, a gear shift there. So they come out and do probably one of their best songs, Arizona Sky, which I love. But uh, you know, it is kind of a you know, it's. Uh, I don't know how to would say off-putting. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, it's a change from the bounciness of Walking on Sunshine, the drop down into Arizona Sky. Anyway, but uh, it sounds great. The limited format of having that same backing band, though, they couldn't have the nice sax part at the end of Arizona Sky and some of the horn bits and the other little things they've had flavored in their music. But um, Black Man Ray, on the other hand, sounded amazing. Had a little acoustic guitar in there. The guy on the keyboards did a nice job. And then uh, they finish up with King in a Catholic Style uh, from their album Flaunt the Imperfection. And as they start it, a couple people in the front row get up and start dancing. And Gary Daly of China Crisis says, hey, don't make me come down there. And he comes down there and other people join in. And it's a big dance party to finish up their set. So that's followed immediately by Midjour. And uh, Midge has a, a abbreviated set because, uh, well, one, I guess it turns out he's poorly, as they say in England. He's under the weather, we, we find out later. And uh, the show is running over a little bit as it is, so I guess he, they have him chop out a song, which unfortunately is Dancing with Tears to My Eyes. We don't get to hear that. Uh, on the plus side, we do get to hear Vienna, which he does so amazingly on the vocal, it draws a standing ovation. And, and if you're within the sound of my voice, Midjour can outsing anybody you can think of right now. It's absolutely stunning. And the guy's 60, and he just sang the roof off the place uh, on all the songs, but particularly Vienna. If you know that song, man, that, those are some hard notes to hit. Try singing that along in the car. Yeah, <laughs> bet you can't. Okay, so then there's a break, and uh, Howard Jones brings out his band. And uh, it, interesting show for Howard. He started off with a, a newer song. It was from his 2013 uh, tour collection. He added a new song to the CD collection that came with that 
set of CDs called The Human Touch, kind of EDM-y, kind of what Pet Shop do- Boys are doing right now. And, um, it, you know, a lot of these EDM acts that I like, by the way, Avicii and people like that, they kind of owe their existence to Howard Jones and Pet Shop Boys, and, and I think they know that. Um, both sides know that. So uh, Hojo, not uncomfortable doing a little EDM stuff, and um, he EDM'd up some of his songs, like The Prisoner and What Is Love, but not too much to where they were, like, unrecognizable or anything. And then he did uh, Things Can Only Get Better, which uh, turns out it was one of his biggest hits. I didn't realize that. Uh, it went to number three. I knew it was a big single, but it went to three in this country, and uh, even higher than No One Is to Blame, which I thought was odd. But anyway... Things can only get better. He does kind of in the standard version everybody knows and loves, and I kind of blast into an EDM heavy, ravey kind of thing, and uh, that worked out pretty good. But then he ends with New Song, which again I thought was an odd choice of placement, only because New Song is always the first song he sings because he comes out and says, "I've been waiting for so long to come here now and sing the song," and it makes much more sense when it's the first song than it is when it's the last song. But it still came out really well. Everybody sang along. That was cool. And then uh, we have another break. And then uh, Tom Bailey's crew sets up. Now, Tom, of course, it is Tom Bailey from Thompson Twins. We do not get Joe Lee Wade. We do not get Alana Curry. And it turns out, hmm, don't need him. Yeah, it turns out during Lies, I realized Alana standing there pretending to weave Lies with her drumsticks, not really an integral part of the performance. And uh, he's got these three lovely gals that are playing keyboards behind him and drums as well. And uh, everything sounds pretty good. It's not the spectacle, of course, that The Gap was back in the day. If you you catch that on YouTube, look up uh, the, The Gap Lives for some clips from that. And it was pretty nice show uh but still even in that you know a uh, minimalist format uh great show he did uh, nine songs and if you know probably the nine songs you would probably pick to please everybody um left out lay your hands on me which was fine because we would have gotten that crappy u.s version with that guitar in the middle and, and didn't need that but i uh, got if you were here so tom bailey said it was all the hit singles Plus, if you were here, because if you were here was in 16 Candles, and he knew that meant uh, meant a lot to a lot of people in this country. So that was added along with uh, some extra lyrics to the tune as well. So that was pretty cool. And my only problem with the whole set, again, song placement, we get Love on Your Side, third from the end, which was weird. And then that's followed by, and actually, I'm sorry, fourth minute, because then we get Doctor Doctor, then King for a Day, a new slower version, which was, was cool, and then ends with Hold Me Now, which of course is the big hit, number three in the US, uh, number four in the UK. I get that, but again, it's a diehard crowd. I would think most people uh, seeing the show around North America are pretty diehard or at least pretty familiar with Thompson Twins. Love on Your Side is always the last song, period, Tom. That's it. So other than that, uh, a great performance by Tom. He sounded great, hasn't performed live, at least as far as Thompson Twins long ago, uh, in 27 years. I read somewhere he had to go out and actually buy the CDs and give them to his band for him and the band to relearn the songs all over again, which I thought was, was, was amazing. But uh, he sounded great. Uh, he looked great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I think the best song probably was You Take Me Up, and uh, he did the harmonica part for that. He brought out this big balloon he kicked into the audience, and everybody kicked that around and had a lot of fun with it. And, uh, yeah, and it was a great time. So hopefully this will, will uh, be happening again. If you're, if you're in one of the cities that it's coming to, go see it. Uh, if you've missed it or didn't come to your city, uh, hopefully next summer they'll be touring again uh, if all goes well. And I think this is going overall pretty well for them. It's gotten a lot of press. I did a review on the Pop Culture Beast. Go check that out. I'll have a link to it on the Podbean page. But, uh, yeah, do go check it out. Uh, if not this year, check it out next year when it comes to your town. Uh, a lot of great 80s acts will be on the bill, I'm sure. And we're going to play out with a, a song that was probably uh, I would, the song for the evening for uh, my wife and I, apart from Vienna, obviously. Uh, you take me up, and uh, we'll head into the Tim Slagle interview with that. Miss Romance, would you come for the ride? 
Tim Schlegel is a stand-up comedian originally from Detroit, Michigan. He spent a lot of time in the Minneapolis comedy scene, which we talk about, and he now makes his home in Chicago. We don't always agree on a lot of stuff, especially politically, but it's always a great fun talking to Tim Schlegel. Okay, joining us on PS Tape Recorder, it's our old friend and contrarian, Tim Slagle. Tim, how you doing? <laughs> Pretty good, PF. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. You know, I thought about that. We discussed that contrarian thing uh, right at the end of our last conversation, and I realized that even though we're kind of on different sides of things, generally speaking, I, I am a bit of a contrarian myself because I've got two friends uh, from high school who don't post a lot of political stuff, but occasionally, and, and when they do... I'll fact check them, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, they're a little off. Not often, but, you know, I just, I think, I think maybe you're like this. I think it's just like, I like proving that I'm smarter than other people or think I am, which of course I'm so not. Well, yeah, but you see the differences there. I think I am. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a disease. Yeah. It's a, uh, um, interesting. I, I, I guess it's interesting. It's interesting to me. It, it's, uh, um. I, I, I don't know if this came up in any of our previous discussions, but I was I was adopted. No, I in fact I was reading that on Wikipedia, just trying to see if there's anything I didn't know already. Um, I, there was another thing I found out about you I didn't know, but go ahead about the adoption thing. Yeah, I was I, I was adopted. Well, it, it's a it's a it's a very interesting story. Uh, um, the, let me let me go back to where I could sure. tell. Yeah, is yeah. Uh, Louis Lee's wife? Uh, uh, no, no more. Uh, um, at the at the club. Uh, here, she, she had a hobby that, uh, uh, she had found, uh, like a half brother that she knew she had, but had no idea where he was. Okay. Looked him up and it was such a positive experience that she decided that she was, that was going to be her mission in life, that she was going to reunite families separated. So when she found out that I was adopted, she wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> she, she just, uh. She she just kept at it. Let me find him. Let me find him. Let me find him. And finally, I relented, and I'm I'm so glad I did. I uh, oh cool. Uh, you know, it, it's it's I, I I really owe her because she found my mom in about two months, and, and uh, my mom had married my birth dad shortly after I had uh, had uh, been born, and I had five full sisters. Wow. That I. Uh, that I, that I had never met before, um, fortunately. Huh. <laughs> Why do you... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, when she showed me the picture of all my sisters, I kind of went through and went, no, 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 yeah. no, no. <laughs> so wait, when did you find this out? How, how recent is this discovery? Oh, this is, uh, this was, uh, um, this was about, uh, 15 years ago. Oh, okay. It'll be 15, it'll be 15 years this year. Okay, which is uh, which is which is really it's it's really kind of neat because I have you know because there's nieces and nephews that that don't know uh, uh, the family before Uncle Timmy. Oh wow! So it it, it is kind of cool, and in, in fact, most of them uh, there, there's a couple that are old enough to kind of remember, but they don't really. Wow! So it's uh, yeah, so it's kind of like I've always been there. Um, it it, it uh, here's the uh, here here's the unique part is that uh, my birth dad yes. was uh, uh, not only a comedian, but also the county chair for the Libertarian Party. Wow. The apple did not fall far from the tree. 
it just yeah it just it was um, it was amazing and i was you huh. know there was no there was no contact i was adopted yeah. out when i was three months old uh, uh uh vastly different parts of the detroit area and uh it's uh so so i mean it, it, there has to be something there in the dna and i i also learned and to to, to to tie it in with the discussion is as it was going is uh, all six of us think that we're smarter than everybody <laughs> there you go <laughs> so so when we when we get together the competition gets pretty stiff on that <laughs> wow so you see those guys you see that family a lot yeah, it's it's uh, it's kind of become it's uh, the family I was raised with. My my both parents have passed away, and uh, uh, the, the the siblings we're all kind of uh, we're all kind of scattered, and, and uh, so yeah, so that family is kind of uh, I I probably spend more time with that family than uh, than, than than the family I was raised with. It, it it's uh, it, it's I, I I slid right in. So oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, it's interesting that you know. I guess like you're saying with the DNA, like even though you were apart for so long, there's enough similarity that it's just you know, you fit. Un- like, you yeah, fit right unbelievable. Um, all these, all these, all these quirks that uh, that that I was, you know, that, that the family I was raised with found so weird, are are completely normal there. Why did you want other people to build roads and not the government? <laughs> <laughs> Always the roads. Yes. Uh, there's actually, there's actually. That's the first thing I could come up with because I saw an article. Uh, on oh no, no, the other but day. it always is. That's the that's the that's the big libertarian joke right now. Yeah, yeah, who, yeah. But who will build the roads? Well, the guy did that in England. <laughs> you saw, right? They uh, there was a mudslide and it and it, it, there was a detour of about twenty five miles. And the government, the county government said, well, we can't do anything about it till December. So this guy got together and uh, pulled $150,000 with a couple other guys, and they built uh, a road that's only 300 yards long around the mudslide. And now you don't have to go all the way around the town uh, to get to it. And he's charging like two pounds to use it. So it's a toll huh. road. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. Well, that's, you know, I, I would like to see as many roads as possible go tolls. Yeah. It's, uh, it's to the point now where you don't even really need. Uh, um, is is in Illinois tolls we have this thing called an iPass, which technology has made irrelevant. Yeah, they have those in Florida, where my dad lives. The the, the, the passes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they put all this money into these 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 devices and these in these in these uh, sensors and stuff. They don't really need them because now technology is so sophisticated they can photograph your license plate. Yes. So and, theoretically, um, all you really have to do is just sign up with you know with them. And give them your license plate number. Yeah. I mean, that's really all. That's really. I I found this out because I uh, uh, I had my iPass in the car and I drove through with a uh, um, with a rental car. Oh, okay. And uh, before I could even before I could even con- contact the rental company uh, the the iPass company and say you know I think I skipped a toll uh, um, that they, they had already billed the rental company. Well, uh, my dad down in Florida was uh, taking a trip across the state with uh, my niece and some other family members, and uh, they were going down the, the roadway, and he didn't have the iPass then. It was still a new thing, and uh, he was going to stop and pay the toll, but uh, like a truck blocked him over something, and he went through the iPass lane, and he's like, oh, crap, they're going to take a picture. I'm going to get have not only have to pay the toll, but I'm going to pay a big fine, and he was all worried. He gets to the destination, gets out of the car. They look at the back of the car. Here he'd stopped to get gas before the trip and left his license plate down because he had one of the cars where the gas cap is behind the license plate. So his license plate was down when he went through the thing. So, When was this? This was uh, this probably about 10 years ago. 
Maybe. So, so you, your dad had to have been driving his his uh, his uh, 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 his classic car. It was uh, probably a late '80s Buick or something no, like that. It's yeah, earlier than, it's got to be earlier than I that. I thought I thought so too, but that's what. And he's been down there since '93, and I don't think he had a car older than than uh, than that. But I don't know. I'll double thought, check with him. Boy, I thought they took out that they took those you, because the because the I, thing is, it I was, thought so it, too. It was a really cool place to put the gas cap. Yeah, you know, it, it's uh, uh, maybe the cooler place is right above the license plate on the Mustangs, where they had the right in the center there, like a little button. Oh yeah, yeah. Of the old Mustangs, but the thing is, it it was right over the exhaust pipe. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, and and the DOT said, you know, that's not really a good place. That's when they went to the side, and I thought that was like 1970. No, no, it was later. No, I know that. Uh, I think his um. I think it's like '83 Buick Century had it in the back behind the plate. Cause I used to borrow it, uh, but my huh. my Pinto had it on the side. It was '74. It had it on the on the back left side. But yep, <laughs> yeah, ironically placed on the side. Ironically, yes. The safe, <laughs> safety first. <laughs> safety first, kids. Hey, the other thing I didn't I didn't know about you, or I'd forgotten, was that uh, you did a TV show in Minneapolis uh, briefly with Lewis Black, Will Durst. Uh, Mike Lucas and Jeff Jenna, uh, all of whom are friends of the show, except for Mr. Jenna. But um, uh, yeah, I didn't know that you knew all those guys. Yeah, uh, um, Dave Mordahl was also. Uh, was, oh, yeah, another friend of the show. Yeah, was also was also involved in that, uh, um, and, and with 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 probably a few other Minneapolis uh, 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 celebrities that I that I, I can't. Uh, that right now I can't uh, uh, name, and I don't want to neglect them. But uh, if I if I blame my age, if I yes. forget it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a that, that was a lot of fun. We did a uh, uh, we did a comedy debate, and we did two episodes. It actually aired in Minneapolis on uh, uh, on the uh, 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 now I can't remember. It was it was not it was not Saturday Night Live, and it was not Fox. So it was either CBS or ABC. I can't really. I think it was ABC. Yeah, it says here in, in Wikipedia, it says KSTP Channel 5 and ABC affiliate. Yep, there you go, there yeah. you go. And, yeah. uh, and we actually beat out, we actually beat out the, uh, uh, we beat out Mad TV. We, we actually came in second behind Saturday Night Live. Oh, well, with that lineup, I can imagine so. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, uh, we, we probably should have, we probably should have continued, but there was, uh, uh, there was, we had differences of an, in opinion on where the show should go with uh, uh, the production uh, staff, so. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's always rough. I mean, this history is full of things like or these great local TV shows that just that the station doesn't stick with them or something goes wrong. I was talking to Pete George the other day. He's from originally from Cleveland, and when we were kids, there was a show called The Cleveland Comedy Company, and it was made by people that just worked at the Improv in Cleveland in 1980. Uh, aired for six weeks, was brilliant, and was gone. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Yeah, we got two. We got we we got two weeks on it. So. Uh, What's the, changed? The, we, we 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 were proud of yeah it was right before it was right before Lewis it was right when Lewis Black was popping oh uh, yeah uh, it, it's when we could still get him cheap there you go <laughs> there you go so uh, well, what else is new with you man it's uh, oh you know what you know what it, it, here's an interesting thing about that show yes and we we still have it on tape is that uh, is that Lewis Black actually when he when he got really steamed up about taxes yeah. Said that nobody should make more than three million dollars a year. Huh. After that, you should be taxed at a rate of a hundred percent. Because if you can't, if you can't get by on three million dollars a year, you're a fucking idiot. Huh. 
and uh, that uh, still have that on tape. It was the last time I heard him do a bit similar. It was uh, he was saying, "If you can't get by on 150 million a year, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, dude, so, just for inflation, for, I good guess." For, Good for Lewis, huh? Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's funny. You should you should YouTube that. <laughs> yeah, I probably should. I did uh um it was it was kind of funny. He was also he was also saying that uh that that the only people that complain about taxes are wearing a camouflage shirt and in the woods playing paintball. Yeah, that's and, yeah. Uh, that, that is weird that, that there's that perception because everybody hates the IRS. Sure. My dad's almost sure. a communist and he hates the IRS. He used to tell me growing up, he goes, "They're exempt from the Constitution. They think they can do anything they want to you," and he's right. <laughs> that oh no, no yeah, they'll fall near right. the ends of the earth. Yeah, yeah. So it's so uh, yeah. he uh, he yep. uh, um, he started it, 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 a few years later. It, it wasn't long. It was about three years later. He, he started doing a bit about how uh, uh, he thought that taxes should be averaged over a lifetime because apparently he had his first couple really good years and uh and at that point the taxes were averaged over a lifetime and i do have a i do have a photo of him uh holding up the cam- camouflage shirt that uh, that that i that i presented him yeah <laughs> uh, that's funny with, with lieutenant colonel lewis black <laughs> in the pocket uh, that's funny there you go so uh so what else is new with you man what is new? What can I? What can see? What can I? What can I talk about? Uh, nothing. <laughs> oh, really? I got a new, here we go. I got a new CD out. Well, not a CD. It's just a. It's a uh, uh, iTunes only release. Okay. On, uh, um, it's a. Uh, it's uh, Evolution. It's it's sort of a greatest hits thing. It's 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 stuff that had never been released on CD before. Oh, cool. And it came out July first. Oh, all right. Very good. Well, we'll point to that. Uh... Uh, on the Podbean page, very cool. So you're just uh, it, uh, touring around then and making the usual stops, Minneapolis and so forth. And yeah, I got I got a couple projects that are going on right now, but I don't know if I I, I don't know if I can disclose anything yet. So oh, that's fine. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, keep them busy mostly at home, which is uh, w- which is uh, which is kind of neat because there isn't any work anyway in the summer. Well, from the amount I see you on Facebook, I can vouch for that. <laughs> Oh my God! We're all just rats in Zuckerberg's cage. Oh my God! Point, aren't, aren't we? we? Yeah. <laughs> just there I am, slapping away at the keyboard eight hours a day, hoping I'd s- type something clever enough to make the little red food pellet appear in the upper right-hand corner. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, it, it usually is some pretty, some pretty funny stuff, and it's a, it's a little, it's a little, little different, a uh, little break, little oasis in, in my newsfeed of, from stuff I usually see. So. Yeah. Well, that's probably because you're clicking that you like it. I just saw I, I just saw yeah. something. Just read an article. Some guy from Wired magazine. Oh yeah, yeah. Decided like, he was going to like everything. And yeah. <laughs> and uh, and his newsfeed uh, degenerated into uh, ads and uh, uh, political argument. Oh yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't understand. I think everyone thinks you know Facebook is invading your privacy and they know too much. I don't think so. One day randomly. Uh, in my feed, it just you should like the Mitt Romney page. I'm like, I should really. <laughs> Are you not reading my newsfeed and my comments? It's like, it's like oh then, crap, I must have liked something. I know. Said again. And then, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then just innocuously, it out of the blue, it, it, you it, Dallas Cowboys fan page. I'm like, what? <laughs> what in the world? Me, the diehard Browns fan, should like the Dallas Cowboys page? I'm confused. So, it's, it's you know, it's kind of funny. 
is that is that when you when we first started getting ads that that that, that applied to us targeted ads yeah it was kind of it was kind of confusing it, it, and and now it's it's like so it, we all know it so well you, you know what i mean it's not even I, I, I wonder if the effectiveness of targeted ads targeted ads has actually faded because of our knowledge at this point because That's now an interesting it doesn't, question. Yeah. doesn't it doesn't fool anybody it's like well i know why yeah, I was looking at that on Amazon, stupid, you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes I kind of do appreciate it, but another time, I mean, there's been like maybe one out of a hundred times where something actually came up because I was looking for something somewhere else, and I was like, oh, this is actually very handy. You know, I guess I'd rather see that kind of ad than something that doesn't make any sense, but um, I work yeah, for... Yeah, uh, occasionally it is, occasionally it is. It's like, yeah, that's right, I forgot I needed that cable. I was, I forgot to yeah, order uh, yeah. that. I do need that cable, yes. There okay, go. I'll, go, I'll go and order it. I work for a company that owns a, a, a chain of payday loan stores. And so it's constantly showing me payday loan ads to the point where I think if I ever change jobs, they're going to probably do a Google search on me and go like, this guy really looks for payday loans a lot. He must be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Let's scratch uh, him off the list. That always concerns me. that they A leftist like yourself working for payday loans. I know, right? Well, we should probably talk about that offline sometime. I think that's, so. I that's, should, that's, that's interesting. I'm, I'm very, very near therapy on, on that one, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's a, here's a targeted ad. I think it was a targeted ad. I don't know that it was a targeted ad. It could have been a targeted ad. I, I'm, I'm still puzzled at this. I, uh, um, have, you ever, have you ever driven a Fiat 500? No, but I've, we have a bunch of people around the neighborhood have them. Yeah. It's, uh, I, 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 really? Because yeah. I was under the impression that the only people that are buying those are rental car companies that want to embarrass customers into an upgrade. Because <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times that they've uh, that they've driven a Fiat 500 around the lot when I picked up oh, a man. rental car. I, I haven't seen them. We were in Vegas. I didn't see anyone about. I gotten one out of curiosity. But um... <laughs> yeah, and it's and they drive it around. And, and and then they kind of they say you know we could upgrade you to something bigger and it's it, it's uh, it, like the third time I was like no I'm not falling for it this time I, <laughs> I I am going to I am going to to cram myself into that clown car and I'm going to drive it the 300 miles that uh, that you don't think I will because <laughs> I'm not I'm not Just paying of, you I'm not spite. paying you the damn ten dollars that you're trying to get out of me at this point oh yeah. <laughs> So I, uh, uh, so 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 I got in the car and I drove it. And as always, I uh, uh, yeah, I don't listen to the radio anymore. I uh, sync my I sync my uh, phone up to the stereo in the car and uh, uh, put on like Pandora or iHeartRadio or oh, something like that. That's uh, so I I have it synced up to Pandora and uh, I, I but when I when I was in Detroit. I'm I'm driving around, and they I heard an ad for the Fiat 500 along with the location of the closest dealership. Wow! So that do you think that was that had to do with the fact that you're actually in the Fiat and it transmitted some kind of secret message? Hey, you I, like, don't, you I like, don't know. You like driving it, this it's, car? It's <laughs> not unfeasible, is it? I, 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 I mean, guess that's not. Like, that's it's... like that's like that's like a couple dozen lines of code in the software. I guess so. Yeah. Oh, if you're sticking it up to the radio, sure, yeah. Sending that thing out, and, and there you go. 
Yeah. So the radio says, oh, by the way, he's in a rental Fiat 500. And, and then, you know, and then Pandora goes, ooh, we'll, we'll send him the Pandora ad. Where is he? Well, he's in Detroit. Oh, okay, let me look up. Yeah, we have a dealership right there. And it's like this is going on, you know, in, uh, in the background. And then it's the Fiat 500. Buy one today. Good gas mileage. Sporty looks. And, you know, it was, it was, it was creepy. We'll it, was, uh, it was definitely the future. It was definitely a dystopian view of the future that I was in when I was in that stupid clown car. We'll, we'll pay the sales tax for you. <laughs> what would yeah actually what would have been a better would probably would have been a better uh uh ad it's like uh you know uh if you find uh there's an enterprise dealer right around the corner you can upgrade now if oh your there you go are, if your if your knees are getting sore from uh <laughs> from the steering wheel rubbing against them there you go hey you, you mentioned pandora i know you used to used to play the old punk rock as they say as, as i think i think that's a line from a rancid song but um uh, so, what kind of stuff do you listen to? I'm curious. Uh, is this the stuff you kind of listened to when you were younger, or different stuff, or the same stuff? Uh, I've never. You know what i I always felt that that uh, uh, what caused people to grow old was uh, uh, the fact that they stopped listening to new music. Oh yeah, there you go. That was my. That was when I was in. When I was about in my twenties, and, and and there was that. There was that. There was that. Uh, uh, there was that cleave. I was right on the cleave. Is that is that some people stuck with the arena with the arena rock, and then the and then you know and then and then punk rock happened right at the right at the yeah. end of the seventies. And there was there was like almost even it was like and it wasn't that that much behind me. It was like two years behind me where that where that cleave happened where we, you know it 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 uh, it separated. And I noticed that the people that I, most people that I graduated with were still like, you know, they were still into the same stuff. It was still, they were still listening to Kiss and Aerosmith and, uh, uh, and the Sweet and, uh, 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 you know, that, that stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, and then there was, uh, uh, the, then the younger kids at that point all of a sudden had found uh, uh, the Runaways and the Ramones and, it, and, it, and then, you know, after that, the Sex Pistols and Elvis Costello in, 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 I went the other way, and it was really weird to me to actually like uh, go through uh, go through a friend's records and, and just see, you know, ten years later that it's you know the the music had gone through such changes. It went from punk to new wave to to uh, uh, I'm not sure what happened after that, but postmodern no, college rock it. grunge, postmodern punk, yeah, electro yeah, yeah. punk. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah. And it, it, it went all these directions, and then ten years later, here I am, you know, in 1985, and it's like, oh, born in the USA, oh, Led Zeppelin 35, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was weird to me. So I I came up in the 80s. I came up with this theory that you could stay young, uh, um, if you if you continually listen to new music. You may you may not be wrong. Not no one loves the new wave music more than me. I love it. And my favorite band is still OMD, and my other favorite band is the Beach Boys. But uh, I don't want to get sick of that stuff, so I listen to a lot of uh, new music. In fact, I can go to concerts with my daughter and my wife the same way, so uh, we, we try to keep up. Um, who, we, 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 we talked about the last... You know, I was actually thinking of you last night. It's... Uh, uh, because the last time we had talked, you had just come back from Lollapalooza. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. You, you Sad I missed it this you, year. You had seen The Killers. Oh, my God. It was so good. Which was which was at the point which yes. was one of my was one of my favorite bands at that at that point. Yeah, 
and uh, uh, um, I, uh, I was in a grocery store last night, and, and, and I'm listening to the music in the background, and they started playing The Killers. Oh, oh, yeah, I've heard them on the music before, too, yeah. And I said, okay, I guess that one's over. Yeah. It? <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's really funny. I, th- I thought of you going to the show and yeah. it, 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 just last year, and it's like, yeah, that one's probably, that's probably. And I think, I think didn't they do a, a, a Pepsi-sponsored thing at the World Cup or something? Um, they, did a, they did a Pepsi-sponsored show at the, at the World Cup, too, as well. And yeah. it's like. Yeah, okay, it's, uh, uh, It was inevitable, you know. yep. Uh, another group we're into is uh, from the suburbs of Chicago, the Orwells. I don't know if you heard of them. I have not. Yeah, they are really good. Yeah, they're, you know, they were on Letterman, and they re- they just tore up the place, and uh, they wanted to do an encore, but the one guy broke his guitar because he was slamming on it so hard at the end of the song. So, uh, <laughs> like them a lot, uh, the um, Vaccines. Uh, Vampire Weekend have been around for a while, but my wife's on a big Vampire Weekend kick. So, um, who, who are you listening to? What's uh... yeah? That's that's actually what I was going to say. That's uh, I I didn't I didn't want to admit a, the, the 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 vamp the killers. I kind of had a hard time too because because what it, it it just sounded like something I shouldn't like. It just it ju- oh. it just was it was it was just so pop and it was so uh, it just it just seemed like girl pop to me at the time. And, and, and I didn't want to like them, and then you know, I, I finally relented. And the same thing, same thing happened with Vampire Weekend. Did yeah, not, that... did not, did not. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they are now, right now, they are the uh, the Vampire Weekend station is now at the top of my Pandora. Right. Oh, now. there you go. All right. Well, very so, good. That's what I was going to mention. And, and and again, like I said, it's I I don't think I should. And it took me about uh probably took me about six months to admit it to anyone. Yeah, well, uh, whenever I like discover a band first, my wife hates it, and she's on a big. Uh, she has a playlist in her eye, on her iTouch now in her car. It's uh, Vampire Weekend, the Orwells, uh, and the Vaccines, and she goes. And every time they come, she goes, "You can't like these bands." And so I pretend to hate them. So whenever the song comes, I'm like, "Oh, I hate these guys. Turn this off." <laughs> wow. Don't the, know why va- she's like the, that. I, I hear if you listen to the Vaccines too much, you might get, become autistic. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's, some people, some people are saying that's just a myth, but I don't no, know. No, Jenny, Jenny McCarthy wouldn't wouldn't let him let him be on the View. So, all right, I think that's a good place to leave it there, sir. Um, always good talking to you, man. Yeah, thanks for coming fun. on. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks again to Tim Slagle for being on the show. For all things Tim Slagle, go to timslagle.com. Now, I do think his site does need a refresh, though. There's actually still a link to his MySpace page, and I just checked it. It does work. It actually still goes to MySpace. So, um, But I guess since Fox News owns that now or something, uh, that's probably why he's still on it. I don't know. That may or may not even be accurate. I can't remember if they own it or not still. But anyway, um, so Eddie, but if Tim comes to your town, uh, do go see him. He's very funny. He's an excellent joke writer. And uh, follow him on Twitter. It's just at Tim Slagle. And uh, go to Facebook and try to be his friend. And maybe he'll let you in. And then you can get more updated stuff and uh, lots of great jokes and stuff like that. And, you know, like some more updated information on what he's doing and where he's at. He's got a lot of projects outside of stand-up going on right now, though. So we're wishing him luck with all those as well. And let me see, the usual credits here, of course, is uh, like the podcast uh, on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. Original music for PS Tape Recorder composed and performed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Koble. Dan and Logan are threatening to relaunch their Magic Potion podcast, uh, kind of focusing 
on what they do best, which is explaining tech to lay people like me. I suggest they probably should move in that direction and it looks like they're probably going to. We'll keep you posted on when the relaunch is going to be. You can listen to past episodes uh, in iTunes, so do check those out as well. And now uh, we finished up the conversation with Tim, of course, talking about uh, uh, new bands and things like that. And while not particularly new, we did get on the subject of Vampire Weekend, who I guess are, are, are newer. They're newer than, say, the Stones or the Beach Boys or the Beatles or people like that. So I think we're going to uh, close out and set up with the usual PF tape recorder theme music. We're going to get you a little blast of uh, Worship You. It was one of my favorite tracks from uh, the Vampire's last album, Modern Vampires of the City. Of course, the big track was Dying Young, but I dug this one as well. This is Worship You. So long, and thanks for listening. Only